Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find the full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Country Music Talk podcast. If this is your first listen to the podcast, where you been? Uh, If you take a look back, we've got interviews on here with Luke Combs, Miranda Lambert, Morgan Wade, Ashley McBride, so many more. All your favorites are there. And if you like it, make sure you're subscribing so that you never miss an episode. Now, on this edition, we've got the wonderful Haley Witters on the podcast. This Iowa-born, Nashville-based rising country star scored her breakthrough album in 2020 with the release of her self-funded debut album, The Dream, which the Washington Post praised as the year's deepest country album. Next, she released the deluxe album, Living the Dream, which saw her self-fulfilling the dream's prophecy, and she enlisted her friends and collaborators, Brent Cobb, Jordan Davis, Hillary Lindsay, Lori McKenna, Little Big Town, and Trisha Yearwood to appear on five new songs. It's such an incredible album. I love it. If you haven't heard it yet, then make sure you get to it. You can stream it, deep dive into that album because it is so good. Now, in 2021, Haley toured with Luke Combs in Midland and was named Opry Next Stage Artist of the Year. She got her first CMT Music Award nomination for Breakthrough Video of the Year. That was filling my cup with Little Big Town, one of my favorite songs. And she received her first Grammy nomination for Song of the Year for A Beautiful Noise, which was performed by Alicia Keys and Brandi Carlile. Now, with over 75 million streams across her catalog, Haley's latest album, Raised, is out now, and it's so good. You might have been lucky enough to see her at C2C if you're in the UK. She was over earlier this year for that. She supported Luke Combs on the main stage, and she was great. She wore a corncob dress. Uh, A dress, yes, with corncobs on it. And sequins, of course. Now, this interview was recorded in Absolute Radio Country Studios just a few days after C2C finished in London, and it was so great to hang out with Haley. No corncob dress this time, but we had so much to talk about with her career, so take a listen. It's a really incredible story. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolute Radio Country. I'm Baylin Leonard. One of my favorite new people in the world, Haley Witters, is here. Hello, Haley. In the world? <laughs> yes. I, I Yes. I, your music just connects with me so Aww. much. But then, really, when you made it into my kind of upper echelon of favorite people was your corn cob skirt at C2C. Yes. Long live the corn cob skirt. <laughs> Absolutely. Is that, She's is that... gone international. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, sequin corn cobs, what's not to like? I know, right? Uh, is that a little nod to Iowa? It is, yeah. So actually, your home state, we should yeah, say. Yes, so my home state. the The story behind the corn cob skirt. I had a woman hit me up on slide into my DMs on mm-hmm. Instagram. Barry is her name. Fables by Barry is her Instagram handle, and she messaged me and said, "Hey, I love your music. I love your style. I would love to make you an outfit to wear on stage." And I'm, I go and like look at her profile. She's making clothes for Dolly Parton and all these like really cool country legends. And I was like, "Yeah, I love that." So we got together, had beers. And she showed up with, like, a sketch of the corncob skirt. And oddly enough, she's from Ankeny, Iowa, which is only a few hours away from where I grew up. So it was kind of just this, like, corncob meant-to-be thing, I guess. Well, I loved it. Where I'm, So I'm from East Tennessee, and we yeah. I we have a different word for corncob. <laughs> what do you that call it? That I never knew. It might be a family thing because I don't We call them Roshaneers. Really? Have you ever heard that? No. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Because it sounds kind of Frenchy. Yeah, that is crazy. East Tennessee. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think it comes from roasted ear. 
Oh. Of corn. Yeah. Roshan yeah, 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 yeah. Do you that have anything sense. like that in your family where you call it something and had no idea? Or just like Iowa specifically, you know, because everybody has these weird words for stuff that you don't know they're weird until you go yeah, out into the I big world. Yeah, I guess like the one like comes to mind for us, like in in the north, I guess, in the States, I call soda pop. Yeah. What do you guys call that? Um, we call that fizzy pop. Fizzy pop? Ooh, that's more fun. <laughs> I want to start calling it fizzy pop. But in the south, they always call it like soda or something. Yeah. So they're always weirded out when I say, hey, can I have a pop? And they're like, what are you talking about? Do or you- they call it Coke, I guess. On the east coast, I think they call it soda or something. Yeah. Have you ever had peanuts in your Coke? Is that no. a thing in Iowa? Because that's a thing in Tennessee as well. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Actually, yes. Barbara Mandrell sings about it in I Was Country When Country Wasn't really? Cool. Really? I was putting peanuts in my Coke. Makes sense. Salty. Salty sweet, Give yeah. Give me the salt, yes. Uh, we put olives in our beer. Olives? Yeah, green olives. It's like, this again, the salty thing. Yeah, I can't, yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. All right, we might have to try that. Yeah, it's like a, a, a I guess like a... Cheap martini. It feels kind of fancy pants, though. <laughs> olives. Martini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. I had to make myself like olives because I thought they were cool from soap operas when I was growing up. So good. I love olives. But did you like them the first time you tasted them? Probably not green. No. But you know, like Shocking. Thanksgiving, someone brings like the veggie tray and you put the mm. olives all on your fingers. Yes. Kind of thing, so, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we could talk about olives and peanuts, but let's <laughs> let's talk about your music, really. Congratulations. Olives and peanuts are more fun. <laughs> no. Let's talk about um, your album Rays. Congratulations yes. on uh, where you are right now because when we first started playing you here on Absolute Radio Country, uh, I guess it was Ten Year Town that mm. really caught my ear. Yes. And it caught my ear because so many people in Nashville and, and your peers and your mm-hmm. colleagues and in the music industry were posting about it mm-hmm. and how blown away they were. Mm-hmm. That reception must have felt so good. But also, it's quite a raw song, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, that you really had to kind of put it out there. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I wrote Ten Year Town with Brandy Clark, who it was actually the first time we were ever writing together. And I just absolutely adore her and I was very nervous to go into that right but we sat down I'd had that title in my phone and I'd thrown it out to a few different co-writes and everyone was kind of like I have a song like that already but you should still write it or no one outside of Nashville is really going to get that idea you know because everyone always says Nashville is a 10-year town yeah you have to be there 10 years before you start seeing some success yeah so I just kind of hung on to it and I I think like the stars aligned. It was meant for a Brandy Clark day. I, I know that she was someone who'd been in town for a long time. Also have faced a lot of similar frustrations with the industry. And we just kind of sat and really just talked for hours. And then we kind of started the song. I think we, we didn't even finish it. When Brandy and I get together, we tend to chat quite a bit. But that day especially, it was just kind of like venting therapy session and she just masterfully found ways to put all of it into a song but it just felt like it's very candid very honest it felt like a page out of a songwriter's diary i guess and yeah i put that song out i remember we put it as the first song on the record the dream and when i'm making the dream i don't have i didn't have a manager i didn't have a record label i, I didn't have anything i didn't have a publicist it was just me and my producer and i remember us putting that on the record and kind of playing it for a few people and some people were like mm, you think it's a bit whiny <laughs> <laughs> and i was like 
Uh, maybe, but it feels real. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to trust our gut on this and let's put it out. And we woke up and we were on vacation in Charleston and it was just like pure chaos for an hour trying to figure out how to get it all on all the online platforms, all the things. This was pre-TikTok, but we got it up and then we went kayaking and um, lost service, came back a few hours later, and my phone had just blown up. Like, really? That quickly? People, yeah, like, Marin was posting about it, Brothers Osborne, Carly Pierce, like, everyone just started sharing it. And you, you, know? knew, you knew some of these people already, right? Like, uh, or, or ish, no? Yeah, like, I, I knew Marin, like, years ago. When she first kind of moved to town, we wrote a song. I think we wrote one song. We hadn't kept in touch, so it had been years since I'd really talked to her. Brothers, I hadn't met, but... John Osborne messaged me actually after this song came out and was like, Haley, this song is so great. Don't give up. I totally know how it feels. Don't give up. Hang on. Do whatever you got to do, you know, to, to make the dream happen, to make it come true. And so that kind of like started, you know, a mm. little bit of knowing him and whatnot. And um, and yeah, so I mean, I, I guess like, you know, I'd been around in town for 12 years at that point. So we were all kind of familiar with each other. Yeah. And then, of course, you had the Dream Deluxe. Yeah. Which, I mean, that, that obviously, the Dream did so well. Hey, let's do a deluxe version, but yes. also with added um, support from lots of friends and quite some big names on yeah. there as well. And you knew those people already, or did they come about? I knew everyone but Trisha. Right. I had never met Trisha. <gasps> Has she made you a pie? She hasn't made me a pie. Come on, Trisha. Trisha. Seriously. I'm going to ask her now, where's my pie? Yeah. Someone said you're supposed to make me a pie. <laughs> I'd known all, all of those folks played a part in my story. So, you know, we put the dream out in February 2020. Within a month, the world shut down. Yeah. And we're like, oh, my gosh, what do we do now? We were supposed to be touring all year. So we were like, well, let's go back in the studio. It's about the only thing we can do right now. So, um... We went back into the studio and, you know, my producer was like, listen, I keep hearing you say in interviews, you feel like you're living the dream. What does that mean? How can we show that in like a listening experience? Because this record started on Tenure Town. It's real time. I am a waitress waiting tables and you can see throughout the record and especially by the time you hit the living the dream deluxe, all the ways in which my life has changed. I'm able to commit to music full time, hang up the apron strings, you know. Have somebody make you a fancy pants corn have, on the cob skirt. Yes, have <laughs> someone make me a fancy pants corn cob skirt. And then, you know, so we wanted to show that kind of experience. That's what's so cool about the dream and the deluxe is you can put it on and hear it on song one. It's totally real time. And then by the time you hit the deluxe, some of my heroes just, you know, collaborating, just bucket list collab moments for me, getting to perform with my hero, Trisha Yearwood. Yes. You know? um, who's soon going to bake you a pie. Yes, who's going to bake me a pie. And, and Little Big Town was such a big part of me actually being able to financially fund my record, The Dream, because they had cut a song of mine as a songwriter, Happy People, and they had taken it to country radio for a very brief little stint. But... You know, I was getting a few royalty checks. I put that into the, you know, the record fund to fund the dream. And Brent Cobb, Jordan Davis, they took me out on the road. I was completely unsigned, independent artist. They could have had anyone opening their shows for them. And they took me out. And it really helped me, you know, pay the band and mm. get the wheels moving and get the music out to people. So everyone on the deluxe really had a 
like a significant influence on me being able to make the dream, put it out, put out the living the dream deluxe. So it's kind of like full circle, I guess. You listen top to bottom and it kind of shows the entire journey for me a little bit. And then uh, next thing you know, you're opening for Luke Combs. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but it's, you, it seemed exactly the place that you should be mm. as well. Are you still in the kind of pinching yourself phase? Yeah. Did you go last night? Yeah, I was there. I mean, the moment when everyone put their lighters up for Janice, it's like making me teary just thinking about it. It was literally the coolest. That was the biggest room I've ever played. In my entire life. And getting to see that moment and see those lighters come up from all the way up in the nosebleeds on a song that I care so much about. It's such a great song. It was such a moment. And so, it was lovely to see as well. I mean, yeah. I can see in your eyes how much you're still affected by that. But yeah. also, I think for, for all of us, it was quite effective as well because it's such a, we were all in the same thing together there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a real moment for everyone. And, and for you, obviously, to know that your music has that impact mm-hmm. is great. And uh, it's been a joy playing um, we've played that on the, the uh, show many times and uh 10 year town I, I said we've played uh, everything she ain't we've yeah. been loving that one as well um, and all of that led to your new album uh raises Haley witters here on absolute radio country with me balen leonard so um have you been to the uk before no this is the first yes. time have you had any time to kind of do anything other than play the biggest arenas in the entire country <laughs> Uh, the first few days we got here, let's see, I had to catch up on some Z's, but then we went, we went to Gordon's Wine Bar. Oh, really great. Yeah, on the embankment. we had gone yeah. to have dinner at, is it Cheshire House? Ye old Cheshire House Bar? Yeah, let's like go that. for that, yeah. Uh, had some fish and chips, and then our waiter was like, if you guys want a nightcap, go to Gordon's Wine Bar. Gordon's is great. Fabulous spot. We absolutely loved it. Um, got a little wine drunk and <laughs> got on the bus and headed to Scotland. <laughs> perfect. It sounds yes. like the perfect. Yeah, it, it, it feels like old London in Gordon's yes, Wine Bar, doesn't it? it was very cool. Very cool. Well, no doubt you'll be back many, many more times um, yes. and get to experience uh, yes. the UK and, and everything else that it has to offer. Are there any plans to come back? As of now, I don't think we have any. Well, we I'm need to sort that out. very soon. We need to come back. I mean, I would love to just do an entire tour over here. Um, it's been such a short little, you know, weekend. I need more time, so I'd ha- hope to come back. Have you had beans for breakfast yet? No. It's a thing. <laughs> you're going to have to fill me in on all of the things. Oh, yeah. You, you're going to have to be my tour guide. You're going to know all the things like the back of your hand <laughs> in, a, in a matter of no time because I know we're going to have you back because uh, your fan base is absolutely growing here. So Aww. thank you for coming in, and we can't wait to see you yes. again. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Haley. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. So great to chat to Haley Witter. She's a real rising star and really fun as well. She's been working hard for so long in Nashville, making the most incredible music, and I'm so glad to see that she's starting to break through. Remember, if you want to hear more interviews like this one, then make sure you subscribe to the Country Music Talk podcast. And if you love country music, then surely you're already listening to us over on Absolute Radio Country, where we play the best country music all day, every day, right across the UK. I'll see you on the next one. In the meantime, keep it country.
If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 